1: Hello and welcome to Buy Hold Sell brought to you by Love Why Markets. My name is Chris Conway and today we're coming to you from my hometown, Magnificent Melbourne, for a rare special with some local guests. We're going to take a deep dive into value and to do that we're joined by Reese Bertles from Martin
2: Curry and Hamish Tagill from SJ Hiscock. Rhys, I'll
1: start with you. What does value
2: mean to you? For us valuation is really all about understanding the mid-cycle earnings or long-term earning power of a company but that considers things like the quality of the business, the governance, the management, the sustainability, the return on capital. And we really looked for an edge, something that our analysts have an insight in that's different to what the market knows. Hamish, what about you? What does value mean to you?
0: Big believers in that the, the price, price of what you pay, is value is what you get, and we focus on margin of safety. And we're really looking for uh, some insurance or a buffer uh, when we buy stocks. So we don't think of it in terms of you know, cigar butts like you know, Ben Graham very much focused around uh, the earnings power of the business the competitive position and the quality of business that we're buying relative to the price that we're paying for that
1: Hamish, hey, I'll stay with you what's the biggest mistake that you think investors make when it comes to picking stocks on valuation grounds
0: look i think it's probably focusing too much on the valuation and not enough on the quality of the business or how the environment or competitive positioning in that business has changed in you know, my life or career in markets, i um, seen a number of instances where you know, the industry structure has changed and people have bought, or including ourselves, have bought businesses on the basis that we think that you know, the status quo is going to remain the same. You know, Fairfax I think is a really good example if you look back. You know, it looked cheap for a very, very long period of time, but you know, if you didn't really understand the move and shift of advertising to online. Um, and uh, to the sort of marketplace businesses, then uh, you missed it, you missed the opportunity and um, you you could have deep value for a very long time and never recovered really.
2: Rhys, what about you? What's a mistake that you see investors making? I think a lot of the time these days it's about not looking at valuation. Everyone's so focused on things like factors, exposure to bond yields, sentiment on the stocks that they really lose sight of where the long-term value is, is in particular companies and then of course you know if you get into the deeper value names it's really about you know sometimes the price does matter it is telling you something about the change in the business and being aware of that so not being overconfident in um, your views too much. Reese, I'll stay with
1: you let's talk current market conditions on a scale from one to five where one is cheap five is expensive how much value are you seeing on the ASX right
2: now? Yeah so I think if, if I was looking at the the index and I'm talking about the index I'd be giving it a four I don't think you know there's great value in the index but if I think about um, value stocks in the market, the, the types of cheaper stocks that we'd like to buy in the market, the, how cheap they are compared to that index, I'd be more like a two. There's quite good dispersion in the market at the moment. It's quite good opportunities from an active point of view. Hamish, what about you? Score from one to five, five being of course the expensive end and then why?
0: I agree with what Reese has said. I'd probably think about the market being a sort of four or five over the last sort of 12, 24 months. I'd probably say it's back at about a three at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's maybe trading a touch over fair value. If you look at the market today, it's trading on about 14 and a half times, which is basically in line with its 20 year average. But again, I agree that there's pockets of uh, in the market which look um, very attractive and there's value. And so I think this is probably one of the uh, a very good time for active managers at the moment.
1: Hey, I'll stay with you. Let's zoom in on the sectors a little bit. Which sectors are looking overvalued to you at the moment?
0: Look, I think we would say you know, consumer dis- staples look sort of uh, at the top end of their of their range, if you like. Um, I think there's reason for that, perhaps, in that they're defensive, and particularly supermarkets are seen as benefit- inflation beneficiaries. Um, the other area, which I think is uh, other sector I'd call out, is probably discretionary retail. Now, you know, discretionary retail includes a lot of stocks and uh, different characteristics in those stocks, all from gaming to sort of you know um, apparel. Uh, retailers and the like but uh, our view is that you know financial conditions are tightening and that uh, we do think that there is a bit to play out there with the consumer still And with that, we would expect to see some earnings pressure there. And as a consequence, some of those stocks to us look overvalued at the moment.
2: Rhys, what about you? Do you have a similar sort of outlook to Hamish? Or are you looking at some different sectors as overvalued? I probably agree on the consumer staples. And I think they're suffering in terms of the inflation and um, cost trends in terms of their business. But the one that jumps out to me is um, resources and more specifically iron ore within resources. I just think the, um, the iron ore price looks unsustainably high given the... Demand characteristics for steel in China are so weak and the Chinese steel makers are making so little money and then so those stocks really look overvalued to us.
1: Reese, I'll stay with you. The other side of the coin. What's undervalued at the moment? Where are you hunting?
2: Yeah, um, non-bank financials. Um, the insurance names for us, you know, the, the domestic P&C insurance companies as well as the health insurance. Um, we think they've got very good um, revenue trends and doing very well on margins in this environment.
1: Hamish, what about you?
2: What's undervalued in your eyes?
0: Look, We'd probably call out REITs. Um, yeah, it's interesting, if you look at the REITs at the headline level, they're trading at about a 28% premium to NTA. But once you strip out the fund managers, so the Charter Halls and the Goodmans, they're trading at a 20%, 6% discount to NTA. If we sort of look at the more deeply, the yield they're trading on is about sort of 6%. If you look at the average cap rate um, across uh, the, the property or the rent collectors, as we call them, it's about 5.4%. Um, but the implied cap rate in the market today is about 7%. So it's implying about a 20% discount, if you like, to, to, to underlying value. Um, and to us, uh, that's, that looks interesting and um, we see some opportunities there.
1: It wouldn't be buy, hold, sell if we didn't talk some stock picks. So we've asked the gents to bring along a high conviction pick that they think is underappreciated by the market right now. Hamish, I'll stay with you. What's your stock pick?
0: Uh, look, I'd call that Chorus. I think Chorus is uh, effectively the MBN in New Zealand. Um, it's an infrastructure, telecommunication stock, but very much leveraged to the data thematic fibre consumption, which we see uh, continuing to grow very strongly. Chorus has, over the last decade, been building out the fibre network in New Zealand and it's currently really shifting from uh, investment in the network to operating the network and so we're going to see a big decline in capex, um, a big uptick in free cash flow uh, and with that um, pick up in the dividend and growth in the dividend. So stocks trading at the moment on about a 7% yield with a growing dividend, Um, we think it's very attractive.
2: Rhys, can you top that? What have you got for us? It's probably a similar space, hard assets. So um, for us, it's a Horizon. So we um, think in recent years, it's really suffered from the weather dynamics with the wet weather conditions, and so that's impacted their volumes. And then this year, they've really benefited on their regulatory asset business from higher interest rates, giving them a higher return on capital. Inflation driving their asset base higher, and then their volumes are really locked in with long-term contracts. And and we think the company is doing well with its um, transition, with the one rail business and, and its bulk transition to move away from the traditional coal business. PE of 13 times, near 6% yield, um, and growing income stream as those weather recovery and then inflation protection in their contracts really comes through.
1: If you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell, make sure to give it a like, and don't forget to follow our YouTube channel because we're adding lots of great content every single week.
0: Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.